Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, uh, October 11th, 2023. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined today by Pastor Neil Radical. This morning we'll begin with a brief devotional thought based on 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. So maybe first uh, question I might have for you, Pastor, is he talks about sleeping and being asleep a lot in this. What is Paul talking about by when he says asleep? Um, where did this idea of sleeping uh, come from? And then what does it mean to us today? You said a question. No, nope, three, okay. three questions. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, the idea of sleep, uh, first thing I thought of was, well, Jesus talks about that. When you raise Lazarus or the little girl from the dead, she, uh, they're not dead, they're sleeping. And mm. people would laugh and make fun of him for that until he rose them from the dead, and then they weren't laughing anymore. They were rejoicing and praising God. But that actually goes back to, like, David in the Psalms. You know, I will sleep with my fathers, which sounds weird in our horrible culture today. But it talks about laying down in the grave next to, you know, lying down to the ashes, lying down in the dust of death. That idea of sleep, which for the believer is a fantastic image because even though our bodies are laid in the ground and be uh, decomposed and so forth, that's a very unnatural process, as we've talked about before. Ultimately, God says, this person, this is going to, I'm going to raise from the dead. I'm going to give life to. So uh, I love the picture of sleep in the Bible for the Christian because it just, we're going to wake up. It's going to be glorious. It'll be fantastic. So, yeah, yeah. I, I like to tell people, you know, it's like every, your whole experience, your whole life is every time you've ever gone to sleep, you've woken up again, right? And so like, that's what we should fully expect when we close our eyes in death is, just as you have woken up every single time you've ever gone to sleep, you should expect to wake up when, from from death as well. Yeah, I don't think I answered all three questions, but I'm going to ask you a question and just ignore one or two of yours. Um, <laughs> that I don't want you to be ignorant. What's the first thing that comes to mind with that? <clears throat> so I think there was some sort of a misunderstanding in Thessalonica that the resurrection had already passed them by or that those who, people who died didn't get to be resurrected, uh, didn't get to go to heaven on the last day. And so... Paul's saying, look, I don't want you to be ignorant about this. Um, I don't want you to not have this knowledge, so here's the knowledge. And so he gives it to them. Um, I've said this before, but we had a prof in high school and seminary who he would, uh, one of the first things in class, he would say, everyone needs to stand up and say, I am ignorant, <laughs> which uh, is a hard thing for a 16-year-old boy to do, I remember, I remember well. But really, that's admitting that I don't know everything, which is something we should all admit. No one of us knows everything, and we always want to learn more. And so Paul says, let me teach you something. Don't be ignorant about this, uh, about people who have died. I'm going to tell you about this. And so whatever that misunderstanding was precisely, whether it was uh, thinking the resurrection had already gone by or thinking uh, people who died didn't get to go to heaven, um, Paul's saying, no, 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 no. Let me explain all this to you. And then he goes into great detail about what the coming of the Lord will be like. So you want to kind of walk us through that a little bit, maybe in layman's terms, like what's going to happen the way that Paul describes there. Sure. Well, that's what I love. He sets the stage with that first verse in verse 13. The verse 14 is pure gospel. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, we're also going to 
uh, he's going to bring with those who sleep in Jesus. So then he goes into, like you just asked, that how, how's that going to take place? Well, everyone who's died, everyone who's not living, everyone who's died, when Jesus returns, the first thing he's going to do is rise, raise the dead. Mm-hmm. And so, and then the idea of once we know that he's brought everyone up from the dead, then you would say, well, what's the next thing that's going to happen? Well, we know from Hebrews, it's appointed for a man to die once and then comes the judgment. So after he raises us, everyone from the dead, judgment day will be taking place. And it says, and that's an important point to remember too, otherwise we can miss that here. Um, but verse 15 goes on to say, by the word of the Lord, we who are alive at that coming of the Lord on that last day won't go to heaven before those are raised from the dead. So no one's going to miss out on that judgment day on that last day. You know, the Lord's going to judge when he returns and everyone who is dead will be alive. So everyone who's ever lived will all be alive together at the same time. I so think that's one massive judgment day. All so at once. Everybody who's ever lived, whether they're alive at judgment day, or whether they're dead, everyone's going to get judged all on that one day and that one time. Right. Yeah. Which destroys <clears throat> so many Christian teachings today. Yeah. You know, about millennialism. False and, teachings. Yep, yeah. All yeah. false teachings. And that's millennialism, Armageddon, you know, the yep. idea of a rapture and so forth, all those things. Um, I'll go by the wayside when you read this very clear, simple section. One thing I wanted to highlight that I think we kind of skipped over a little bit in verse 14 is it says, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. Um, and so that's one of the verses I point to. And it's like, well, where, where's my loved one right now? Mm. You know, uh, where, are they just kind of in limbo? Are they a ghost floating around the world? Like, where's my loved one right now? Well, we know their bodies are in the ground, but their souls are with the Lord in heaven. Like that, and that's what it says. God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. So when Jesus comes down from heaven when this judgment day happens, those souls are going to come with him. Those Mm -hmm. souls are coming along too. And so when he raises those bodies and then reunites those souls with those bodies, that's when the, that those bodies will be then perfect because the soul and body will be reunited. And so I think that's a really important point is, you know, we talk about our loved ones in heaven right now and, and yes, I believe they're in heaven, but they're not bodily in heaven yet. Right. Like their bodies are still here on earth. They're, whether it's buried or whether they're ashes. And so, you know, we need to be, be careful about the way we explain what they're doing right now is, you know, um, they're not bodily in heaven yet. They will be, they will be, but right now they're just, so there's a soul without a body. And what's that's like, what's it like to be a soul without a body? Can't tell you. (laughs) Well, and everything you just said there too, just, I don't disagree with, but you've said like right now or what it'll be like when, you know? And so it's, again, it's a really hard thing. We don't know what time is like after we die. You know, it's, what is what is time in heaven? You know, so yeah, yeah. from an eternal God, timelessness. I I don't know. There's a lot of unknown. What is time like without? What what is it like to be without time? What's, What's it like, like to be without a, a, body? a soul without a body? Yeah. We don't know. So yeah. what they're what they're experiencing right now, we can't say for sure. We know they're they're in heaven, so they're happy and joyful, and they're they're not in any right. pain or suffering right. certainly. Um, but it's yeah, what what that means really tough to say. But we do know they will come with Jesus. Their souls will come with Jesus on that day. It's kind of exciting, though, without it being scary, because it's like time and bodies limit us, you know? Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, when we have a perfected body, it'll be awesome. But when we think about an unlimited God, yeah, you know, th- those two things are things that you can't escape death. You can't escape time. Yeah. But God created them both. So it's like, yeah, what's it like after that? Right. And I mean, there's the whole debate about what will there be time in heaven? You know, there's. Right. There's no moon, there's no sun because we don't need a moon and sun. But then also God says there's going to be a new heavens and a new earth. So will there be a new creation with time? 
A whole other discussion. I have lots of thoughts. I do too, but yeah, it's impossible to <laughs> impossible to say for sure. But we know it's going to be great, whatever it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else we need to talk about there? The dead in Christ will rise first. Those who are alive shall be caught together in the clouds of the Lord, unless we shall always be with the Lord. And so the Lord is going to take with him all those who believe in him, all the believers. You know, Jesus describes this in Matthew 25. He'll separate the sheep on his right hand from the goats on his left hand. Um, the sheep, the believers, he will bring to heaven with him. Uh, the goats, those unbelievers who rejected his free offer of grace, will be cast in everlasting hellfire um, with, along with the devil and his, all his wicked angels. And then the Lord's going to destroy the earth, destroy creation. And First uh, Peter talks about the new heavens and the new earth. And as we said, can't really know what that's going to be like. But what this all is for us, and this is the bottom line, and that's what Paul ends on here, is therefore comfort one another with these words. This is, you know, this is not supposed to be a, a terrifying thing. We're not supposed to be scared about the last day. We're not supposed to be worried about, am I going to be a goat or a sheep? This is supposed to comfort you. Um, when you lose a loved one, when they pass away, remember their souls are with Jesus and he's going to bring them back. When we face our own death or sickness or disease or challenges, we can be comforted that, look, the end has been described. The end is already won. Jesus tells us exactly what's going to happen here so we can be confident that uh, he is going to be bringing us to heaven forever. I love that point because... If we can apply that comfort, like you just said, Paul tells us this is how it's going to go. If God is this clear on our eternal plan of salvation, on our resurrection from the dead, can't we apply that same logic? Logic, we might not know our future, we might not know tomorrow, we might not know the next year, but the Lord basically says, I've got it figured out for you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's going to go okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be with you. Yeah. That's the main point. Christ is with us. The whole section is talking about the Lord himself. Christ will, you know, it's all about us being with the Lord, our Emmanuel, right? So yeah. how could we be scared? How could we be scared of that? Yep. No, no, uh, perfect love casts out fear, right? right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for all you've done for us in the past. Thank you for living and for dying and for rising again. Thank you for blessing us with your Holy Spirit at baptism and causing that faith to be created in our hearts. Uh, We thank you, Lord, for all those things. And we also thank you for what you're going to do for us in the future because, Lord, when you say something's going to happen, it's as good as done. And so when you describe the day of judgment here in 1 Thessalonians, we know that this is truly what's going to happen and you're going to bring all of us who believe in you to eternal life in heaven. Help us to uh, take these words to heart, help us to be comforted by them, and help us to comfort one another with these powerful words of everlasting life and hope, joy, and peace. Uh, Bless us today as we walk as your children. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, some weekly updates and reminders for you. Uh, Midweek Bible class, the online midweek Bible class continues to this evening at 7 p.m. Any idea what we're doing tonight, Pastor? Yes. We're going to study the Bible a little bit. All right. Good good deal. I'm hoping to have the, the next geographical study done yet but it's not quite ready so i might have to pull an audible okay yeah uh i want to remind our voters that next monday is our uh quarterly voters meeting october 16th uh we will be electing uh positions for the church council for next year so um uh if you're of if you are willing and able to serve in that way uh certainly get a hold of myself or president uh, Jason Dick as well, uh, as we look to those elections. Um, also at that meeting, we are planning on calling a new pastor. Um, mm-hmm. So if you heard or not, Pastor Radical took the call to Eau Claire, uh, Messiah Lutheran Church in Eau Claire. So uh, obviously kind of a, a sad thing for us, but also uh, it's a mixed feeling, I guess, kind yeah. of bittersweet. Yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, I really appreciated the council meeting on uh, last night, last night, night. Yeah. because uh, 
you, you had a very nice devotion for everybody about the Lord's plans for us. And um, I really liked the fact that um, there was already some thoughts about, okay, who should, we, who should we call to come in here? What kind of gifts and strengths are we looking for? And I think that's such a unifying thing for a congregation to do. And uh, a good reminder, too, you know, talking about this section, since none of us know how much time we have on this earth, one of the things I'm really looking forward to with you and the congregation here is just what can I do to help Mankato? What can I do to help Emmanuel here before we leave in the next, you know, we pretty much solidified uh, we'll be here till Christmas break. So what can I do those next three months? And it just kind of dawned on me as we were talking about these things. is like we should always behave that way, you know, whether it be uh, not just a pastoral call, but our earthly life. We never, James says, we don't know what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. next this month or next month or next year we should always kind of figure feel like what can we do with the little bit of time we have yet on this earth or in this call or that call or this vocation or that vocation so it's been refreshing to me and just the congregational support has been overwhelming and tremendous and i'm kind of excited to see the next chapter what the lord has planned for emmanuel and i, mm-hmm. I know it's going to be good because yeah. he loves us dearly yeah yeah we're uh I'll speak for everybody saying we're certainly sad to see you go, but we're confident the Lord has plans for you and he's going to do wonderful things for you and the, and the Messiah congregation. And we're confident in the Lord's work here uh, will continue as well. So all that to say, voters, come next week and yeah. uh, plan on plan on uh, making a call for our next pastor next Monday. Uh, the next Sunday after that, October 22nd, so that's about 11 days from now, is the Trunk or Treat. That's going to be from 2 to 4 o'clock in the church parking lot. You're certainly, everyone's welcome to come join us for that uh, manual event. Can I, can I make a little... Please. So there's going to be a dunk tank. So if you want to see uh, Mr. Wheaton, Mr. Krantz, and myself get dunked mm-hmm. into a very cold dunk tank, uh, come on down and check that out. So it's going to be a, just a fun family-friendly event, and yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Not that part, but I think it'll be fun for everybody else. <laughs> you, you sign up for that, buddy. It's I know. I know. <laughs> Please note that Pastor Nam did not sign up, so you will not be dunking. Uh, the week after that is the Minnesota Joint Reformation Service in Fridley, Minnesota. Uh, we're planning on hopefully sending some people up for that. Everybody's certainly welcome to attend. Uh, the choir is working on a piece to sing at that uh, that event. So that's 4 o'clock, October 29th uh, in Fridley, Minnesota. That'd be uh, Grace Lutheran Church in Fridley, Minnesota. Um, the weekend after that, Saturday, November 4th, is the Sophomore 5K. There's more info on that and the church bulletin boards. You can check that out. And then the weekend after that is the Pickleball Jamboree. I have no idea what that is. I don't either, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> no, uh, we're going to get in the gym. We're still... There's some other guys who are um, Mr. Wheaton, Jay Hannell, um, uh, Matthew Krantz. We're planning on basically just having a family event there, kind of a family, manual family adventure day in the gym and Saturday morning just for a few hours, you know, just basically bring your families down there, hang out, play some pickleball, all ages, all skill levels, doesn't matter. It's just going to be fun. We'll have some music playing in the background. Um, it'll just be fun. It'll be a fun time. So if you've never played pickleball, come on down. Even if you want to spectate and hang out with people, it's a good time to do that. So... Um, that's kind of how we're going to advertise it as we bring it, bring it th- very low key. Come and go as you want. Just come hang out. Awesome. Sounds fun. Um, as far as our prayer list today, uh, we keep our cancer patient prayer list uh, on our hearts and minds during this time. Uh, Carrie Dale, John Hine, Will Rucker, Marlene Hanel, Kate Zowers, and Jim Leon. I don't really have any updated information on any of them right now. I think things are pretty status quo. Well, actually, no. John Hine's having surgery today. 
Yes. Um, so we should say an extra prayer for John Hine. Kate Sowers had her first treatment, I believe. Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Interacted with her a little bit. Um, okay. So certainly keep them in our prayers. And then last, of course, we want to pray for uh, peace in the Middle East, all that's going on over there uh, with uh, some horrific things taking place. We uh, pray that God would, would stop the bloodshed and help people to turn to Christ over there. We have a member over there that we won't name, but yeah. please keep keep everyone there in our prayers. Yeah. Hopefully they can come back soon. A member who's visiting visiting a family member over there just right. you know randomly. you know, So right. uh, certainly keep them in our prayers. Which brings us to our hymn of the day today. It's a hymn that uh, I'm not very familiar with at all, but one that certainly applies, I believe. It's called uh, Hymn 599 in the Red Hymnal. My course is run. Praise God, my course is run. My Jesus welcomes me. Farewell, my friends. My work on earth is done. The heavenly goal I see. My dear Redeemer's praises voicing. I leave this world with great rejoicing. My course is run. My course is run. My course is run. My Jesus took for me upon himself my guilt. Upon the cross, the bitter, shameful tree, for me his blood he spilt. Thus by his death and grace abounding, for me a refuge surely founding, my course is run, my course is run. My course is run, now I am free from need, from dangers, fear, and dread. With heaven's bread the Lord will now me feed, high honors on me shed. Now I will hear the angels singing, sweet songs of seraphim are ringing, my course is run, my course is run. My course is run. Praise God, my course is run. My Jesus welcomes me. Farewell, my friends. My work on earth is done. The heavenly goal I see. Freed from all trouble and repining, I see the open heaven shining. My course is run. My course is run. Amen.